This is where we uncover the simple traditions that successful business owners are doing every day to build a successful home life while still taking the lead in their business. Let's get started. Welcome back, everybody, to the Successful Parents Podcast. I'm your host, Wanda Howard, and today we have with us Andrea Beefus. I've been so excited because we, I know, I say that about everybody, but seriously, I get to talk with so many amazing humans, and Andrea is actually somebody that we met a few years ago now through the business world, and I was blown away with her kindness, her genuine desire to help people. Her life story is incredible and how she has utilized that to create bonding experiences with families is absolutely amazing. I love what she does. And so I was so thrilled to be able to have her here on the show for all of you to learn from. So I will let her explain more about her amazing program and how to utilize family dinner in a way that's not stressful. You're able to get the things done and actually grow together stronger as a family. So thank you, Andrea, for coming. And please tell us about yourself and how you help people. Thank you so much, Wanda. I love talking to you every time. And now I'm just glad that our conversation can be applicable for everyone. Like, I'm really excited. Yeah. So my name's Andrea. <laughs> yeah. Um, my name is Andrea, and I help parents strengthen homes through mastering family dinner time. I am so passionate about this. It's almost weird. So overall, big picture, I believe that a strong home is necessary to not only survive in the world today, but to thrive. And kids really need to feel safe, loved, and have fun in the home. And parents are really, really busy all the time. And so what I do is I use my super nerdy techie brain, and I create a lot of really simple processes around family dinner time. So you don't have to think about the logistics, and you can focus on what really matters, which is family bonding, whether it's 10 minutes or an hour. That's what I do. Oh, that's so beautiful. And it's so true. I've been through Andrea's program and the way that she breaks it up into simple steps, the way that it's so much more catered to individual families. It really does take the load off the mom's plate and being able to strategize a system that works for you around family dinners and your kids and everybody, picky eaters, the whole shebang. It's amazing. So Andrew, what was it then that got you started on this journey? Why do you do this? I grew up in a really healthy, unified home, and we moved every three or four years, which honestly could have been really hard in that type of environment of picking up, packing, and moving all the time, but it, it miraculously wasn't. And it wasn't until I left home, got married, went to college, lived overseas, that I realized that that wasn't the case. That I remember in elementary school, I would have my friends come over and they would say, Andrea, your home feels different. What is it? And I didn't know what they were talking about <laughs> until I left and saw that that wasn't the case. Families weren't fighting or screaming at each other, but they were not as connected as they said they wanted to be. I lived in the suburbs in a while in Utah, white picket fence, got the dog, got married. And I talked to my neighbors and they were amazing. And they were also telling me, how do I strengthen my home? How do I connect with my family members? I'm so busy all the time. The world looks different than it did when I was growing up. So how do I do that? And so over time, I just had this in the back of my mind of, okay, what was so different about my family? Like what was the tactical thing that my family did that made it so 
when we moved from Tokyo to Chicago to Boston to DC to Istanbul to Albania to Utah? What, what was it that we did that helped us, helped my unit be my family? And when COVID hit in 2020, I was working my IT job, total nerdy background. I got a degree in mapping and data analytics. And I remember sitting at my cubicle one day and thinking, I don't know if I want to do this for the rest of my life. <laughs> I'm good at it, but I don't like this. <laughs> and so flash forward a couple months when some really interesting things happened in that time frame of a few months. But I realized I want to help strengthen homes. What can I do to help strengthen homes that uses my passions, my skill sets, but also meets everyone where they're at? And I thought back to my family growing up. And the thing that we did is we had consistent, easy, and fun family dinner time. And when I realized that and how complicated it is now in the world today, in 2020 on, the world looks different than it did 20, 30, 40 years ago. And so what I did is I used my super nerdy techie brain and made something really complicated into something super simple so that every single day, parents and kids can come together, they can talk. So ultimately, they know how to have not only just fun together as a family, but know how to have hard conversations. They know how to open up whether there's, there's mental health struggles, whether there's something going on in the news that people need to talk about. Your kids need to know how to discuss these things. And what better way to do this than the one time that everyone gets together and it's that family dinner. Oh, I love that. And something too, that I think is so valuable that you keep bringing up is whether it's 10 minutes or an hour, because family dinner time is so different as far as the amount of time that each person has with all the different activities and school. So it's so true that you can have those impactful conversations, even if it's just 10 minutes. Ah, I love it. So what then, um, how has this been put into a system that for you personally has uplifted the relationships, not just in your families, but in your business? How, how is this connected with your personal relationships? That's such a good question. I am a huge believer in not only supporting ourselves and creating an environment where we feel safe within our own being, but also for within our relationships. I have a lot of uh, family members that struggle with mental health. And I believe that when we have a strong family dinner time, it's a time where we can open up about how our day is going. We can talk about the things that we're struggling with instead of turning the TV on and just kind of brushing over all the hard things in life. What if we sat down and had a conversation for whether two minutes or it becomes a two hour conversation, what better time to do that? And I just have, I have this memory of growing up. This is kind of a funny one, but <laughs> growing up, we came home from church on Sunday and my mom, she is awesome. I love her. She said, okay, Andrea and Whitney, Whitney's my sister's name. She said, okay, Andrea, who did you sit next to in Sunday school? And should we try to figure out how you can go on a date with them? And I was like, what? <laughs> this is so weird. <laughs> and so whether it's mental health and really heavy things, or it's just fun conversation of teen drama when I was still living in the house, I believe that conversations like that is what bonds you together as a family, whether it's the, oh, mom, stop, you're embarrassing me, or sitting down at the dinner table with my dad, creating a spreadsheet of how to ask this guy 
to prom without him realizing it was him asking me, not me masterminding the whole thing. Like that is the family that I grew up in. And I believe that everyone can have situations like that, whether you're the super analytical spreadsheet pros and cons type of family that I grew up in, or you're the family that just loves to go through the drive through get Wendy's and just talk about your awesome day and play a dinner game in the car. It doesn't matter what it looks like. It matters how it feels. And all of that starts with who's planning dinner, what are we having, and how can we not make that stressful so you have the capacity to show up at family dinner in the way that you want to. Uh, So good. It's so true that the family dinner time can really take a toll and stress and anxiety of like, because it's so much, you're going, going, going all day. And then there's so much right at the end of the day that everybody's hangry, everybody's wanting something and you want to be able to sit <laughs> yes. down and have a good time together. So, oh, I love it. Um, One thing that I keep hearing you say, though, that I think is so amazing. You have so many unique traditions to your family specifically. And one of the things, though, is your parents, what I'm hearing anyways, is they didn't just say, this is what we're doing. This is how to have a good relationship. They saw how they personally could help and their uh, skills and their techniques. And they asked you, like, do we need to do this? Do we need to strategize? Do we need to plan this out? And they let you take the wheel on that. So how is that for you? Tell us a little bit more about like what that looked like um, from the little kid, teenager, whatever stage you were at. My mom is incredibly amazing and is more artsy English vibe. Whereas my dad is super math and science. So growing up, I saw both sides of the spectrum and they were never in conflict with each other. They always built upon each other, which I thought was really cool. And so growing up, there were a lot of situations where I would have a problem and we would all sit down as a family and it wasn't weird. It wasn't like all stuffy and weird feeling. It was just, this is just what we did. They just made it natural and safe to talk about. And my mom would present her perspective. My dad would present his, and then they would let me decide how to move forward, which I thought was so cool. So this is going to sound crazy, but this is a really good example. So when prom happened in high school, there were a list of guys that I thought would be fun to go to prom with. I was the super weird high school kid, six feet tall, really gangly, hadn't figured out how I wanted to present myself in life appearance wise. I got along with everyone, but I was not socially aware at that age. And so I had the thought of like, okay, no one's going to ask me to prom. So instead of like wallowing in self-pity and who knows if that was true or not, I thought, okay, I want to make this happen. How can I do it? So I went to my parents. We sat down at the kitchen table. That was kind of our congregation spot in the house was the kitchen. And my, my mom said, okay, here are all like, here are all the guys that we've heard you talk about. And my dad is like, okay, let's get out the Excel spreadsheet and let's write them all down. And let's talk about the pros and cons of what it would be to go with each, each guy. And then my mom was really good at focusing on like, what are their attributes? Like, what do you want? Like, how do you want to feel? And my dad was all the data. And so at the end, it popped out a number. And I was like, okay, that's the winner. And lo and behold, I went to prom with that guy. And it was just because like, (laughs) my parents were so good at supporting me and the things that I cared about. That could have been a two minute conversation, but it turned into a multiple hour experience of just something that was really fun. And talk about how memorable that is. I share that story and 
people say like, that is so weird. Like we would never do that in my family. And I, and I say, good, like, please don't do that in your family. If that sounds bizarre, don't do that. But there are things in your life, there are skills that you have that you can use at family dinner time to create the same emotional experience for your kids. Yeah. Ah, I love that. Just, it's so specific to you and your family. And I think everybody, it gives a freedom when they hear that story for everybody to do their own specific things that doesn't have to look the same. But I also, ah, I love this idea that when this emotional teenager wanting to go to prom, worried about like, am I going to be asked or not? Instead of it turning into this, oh, well, we've got to make sure she handles this correctly. They just got on board and like, hey, let's let's make this fun. Let's make this interesting. Let's make this part of just life instead of if you pick the wrong boy, you're going to ruin your life. <laughs> so I love like the different right. of dynamic there. It's so good. Um, so then. So how- good. And I think. Oh, no, go ahead. Okay, so. I love what you're saying. And I know that you love talking about true principles. And so it just came to me, this experience exemplifies the principle of you aligning your values with your family experiences at dinner time. If you know your values of your family, whether it's respect or fun or loyalty or sarcasm, even like whatever your family values are, you can incorporate that into your family dinner experiences my growing up, my dad, he really valued um, analytics and just data. That's just something that he was really, really good at. And my mom really, um, she valued respect and empathy and the emotional aspect. And so that experience exemplifies the principle of uh, creating an experience of something that aligns with your family values. And so that's why it looks different for everyone. And that's why it can work for everyone. But it's not always intuitive of how to actually make that happen in your home. Yeah, oh, so good. And I love this idea that um, it, you obviously are very emotionally intelligent. And you get that from like the passion that your mom had because of those values. But your analytics and everything like that, that your dad had the passion for, it was able to mold together to create a perfect foundation for you to go after your own dreams that you now have. So that's incredible. Um, the other thing that you mentioned just now was the being able to align with your own family values, but it's not always intuitive. So if somebody is struggling with like, how do we know what we want to do? It's always just been hurry, get it done, get to bed, go through the like routine. How do they change that? If that's something they're wanting to change, what does that look like? What's a really easy first step for them to take? The first step, it's going to sound super simple, but it's going to be the domino that progresses to all the rest of the dominoes for family dinner is you need to get out a pen and paper or open an app on your phone and write out three to five family values that you have and want to exemplify in your home. Maybe you've done something like this before and you've done this internally, but do it for your whole family. What are the values that you want your kids to grow up with, that you want your spouse to also support you when you work together on this? What do you want the feeling or the vibe in your home to be? Once you write that out, then I recommend creating 
a, a mantra or a phrase about family dinner time that uses these values and you post it in your kitchen. This is the, this is a very tactical thing. Post it in your kitchen so you can look at it every single day and you'll, you'll notice this is wild when, when I start working with people and they do this, <laughs> my, for example, Karen, who I work with, she said, Andrea, when I did this, I went from feeling super stressed at dinner time to now I have this custom view or this custom mantra around dinner time where I walk into the kitchen and I feel lighter. I feel fun. And in the past when I've felt super tired at five or 6 PM, trying to get my kids off to cheer practice and all these competitive sports. She's like, now I walk in and I feel creative, empowered and confident to create the dinner experience that I want my kids to have. Ah, I love that. That's so good. And it's so um, simple and tactics. Like, I feel like so many of the drains and the things that happen around the dinner table is just our own mind kind of going crazy because we haven't taken the time to really solidify what are we trying to create? What does it look like? And so we have this constant thing of like, oh, well, the Joneses do it this way or the like we are constantly comparing. But when we know exactly the values like you're talking about, then it changes the game. It changes everything. So I love thank you so much for saying that experience. So after people create their values, after they're able to um, start putting things into perspective better what can they expect? Like, I know it's different for everybody. And I think a lot of times people are like, okay, I'm going to do the steps and I better get the results this speed, this way, this is what it should look like. So what can they expect so that on the hard days, it doesn't drain them, make them beat themselves up for not having it be the picturesque moment that they're hoping. You're so right that there are days where everything is like rainbows and butterflies. And then there are days where ish hits the fan and it's so hard. And I think it's really important to expect the unexpected. I think that's really, really important. How do I say this? Like, I'm just gonna get really real. Like, life is really hard. It can be really, really hard. And I've gone through some things in my life where at dinner time, genuinely, I didn't know how I was going to create an environment where um, everyone wanted to be there. If you're not feeling good, then it's really hard to have your home feel good. And it was my thoughts and my dinner time mantra that got me through that time. And I think it's really, really important that we have grace for ourselves and that we know that we're not perfect. No one is perfect. But when we have our thoughts, when our mind and our body and our hearts are all aligned with our family values... And when we know that even on our hardest days, it's going to be amazing because the people around us, they know that we're not perfect and they have more grace for us than we do for ourselves. Uh, uh, so good. And it is so true that that mantra really is like the key, the leverage to pull you out. It's not something that's going to burden you to keep you feeling guilty. So, so good. Um then what do people do to add this element of fun? How can they start having more relief and this fun idea around the dinner table when that is something that seems so foreign to so many people? I know it did for me before I did your program. It was like, this is not fun. <laughs> <laughs> 
my answer might be a little bit counterintuitive because we almost have to take a step back, like from a bird's eye view of what's happening. So when we feel like we can't have fun at dinner, it usually means there's something in the way that's blocking us from feeling that fun. And normally what I've found is it's the logistics of family dinner time because there's three essential elements of a successful family dinner. Number one is what's on the plate. Number two is what happens around the table. And number three is getting family support. And the fun is in that second element of what happens around the table. But if we haven't figured out or have a system around what's on the plate, this is the meal planning, grocery shopping, food prep, cleanup. When we don't have a system around that, that tends to be what gets in the way of having fun. So the first step of having fun is actually figuring out a super easy, simple, fast way to to solve that first element of what's on the plate. Ah, that's so good. So how then do people make it so... I feel like so many people will be listening to this and being like, okay, this sounds great, but uh, we only do chicken nuggets or we only have time for takeout or we only have time for this and that. And I want to be more healthy or I have these ideas of what I prefer to be eating or we have picky eaters. So how can they start to feel this um, peace around whatever the dynamics that they have, but still be able to get to their goals? So it's all about remembering that you are at the center of all of this. And so if you feel stressed about the chicken nuggets or you feel stressed about the picky eaters and that's what you're focused on, that's going to that's gonna be what feels like the biggest problem in your head. And so something that I like to tell people is look at what you've done so far. I mean, you're awesome in feeding chicken nuggets to your kids. You're awesome in going through the drive-thru. They're eating. They're alive. Like it's happening. And so, so many times we just want to beat ourselves up over the things that are happening, but something's working. Obviously it's not perfect, but something's working. And we have to recognize that before we're able to move on and start changing the things that are happening. If we're not aware of the progress that we have, that we've built for ourselves, then it's hard. If you don't know what's going right or what's working or what's not working, it's hard to change. And so I think if anyone is listening and is feeling bad about the current situation, first off, you're amazing and you're doing an incredible job. And of course, there's always room for improvement, but it's just one of those things where you are the creator of the family dinner experience and you have the power to change how you think about it. And when you change how you think about it, that's when your actions really start to show up in a way that's aligned in the way that you want to be. Uh, Thank you so much, Andrea. So if people are resonating with this, and I know so many will be because seriously, these are like tactics and techniques that strip away the noise around dinner time and really make it tangible of how to get to your goals and create that family environment that you want, that family emotion and feeling. It's so good. So if people are listening and they want to connect with you, what's the best way for them to do that? The best way is on Instagram. I love truly making new friends. So send me a message on Instagram. It's at andrea.befus, B-E-F-U-S. Or you can go to my website, strengthenyourhome.com. Okay, perfect. Okay, all listeners right now, she just gave you a personal invitation to message her. This is an incredible opportunity because Andrea is very real. This is actually where I met her, was on the Instagram world in the chats. 
she reached out to me because um, we had this mutual friend and it was incredible. It was like the first time that I had this breath of fresh air of like, holy cow, an actual human that cares and is there and isn't just about this agenda. She's very much there to help you. So take advantage of this opportunity, you guys. And thank you, Andrea, for coming. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And we will see you all next time. I am so glad that you were able to be here and discover more with us of what it means to be a successful parent. Be sure to hit that subscribe button and leave us a rate interview so that we can reach more amazing parents who are looking for ways to truly succeed with their kids too. Find me on Instagram or Facebook at WandaHoward.Live. If you're like, holy cow, this was amazing, but I have so many more questions, then send me a DM with your biggest takeaways and all of your questions. I'll be sure to take care of you. Have an amazing day and I will see you in our next episode.